Welcome to this week's episode of the Integra Podcast, where we discuss everything from wisdom to wellness to woo. So without further ado, let's get to it. Welcome to the Integra Podcast, where my guests and I talk about all things wisdom, wellness, and woo. Today, I'm here with Jennifer Doktorovich. So a little bit about Jennifer. Growing up in London, it had been a privilege to be exposed to history, the arts, and travel. She began her journey as a professional actress, having received her BFA at the California Institute of the Arts in Classical Theater. Returning to Houston after graduation, Jennifer worked in theater, radio, and film, and continued her journey to New York, acting and producing as a union actor in both SAG and Equity. Among her many jobs was as a group fitness instructor in both New York and Houston, having taught cycling, rebounding, hit, and core, developing a passion for physical health, endurance, and weight loss. In 2008, she received her Functional Nutrition Therapy Practitioner Certification, as well as her Food and Spirit Certification. Here's where Jennifer began to combine her knowledge of nutrition, psychology, energy, creativity, emotions, and intuition. During this time, her interests were focused on psychoneuroimmunology, the study of the digestive and immune system as it relates to the brain, neurotransmitters, trauma, hormones, and digestive disorders. She had two clinical practices and began to work with transformation enzymes with focus on leaky gut. Adding functional blood chemistry training with enzyme therapy, her goal has been to help clients find relief from systemic inflammation, all of which can drive toxic behavior both emotionally and somatically. You may have also seen her on TLC's My 600 Pound Life, serving as a nutrition consultant on the show. She is currently acquiring a Master of Science at the University of Western States in clinical mental health counseling. Her population interest is in trauma, PTSD, anxiety, depression, women and aging, and serving performing artists with mindfulness-based interventions. Welcome, Jennifer. So good to have you on the podcast. Thanks, Heather. I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> Yay, I'm so excited about this. And I'm so glad. I mean, you just have this wonderful purpose um, uh, oh, and purpose-driven story. Um, you have a passion for food and fitness as well as whole health. And I know that most practitioners have a why behind how they began their journey to become a wellness professional. What really is your why? That's such a good question. And in order for me to answer it, I really have to go backwards because I'm a late bloomer. So everything that happened happened for a reason and and you can't see it sometimes in 2020 vision, right? So you have to go forward a little bit. And I know Adam talked about this, but he talked about the importance of serving, healing and creating. Mm -hmm. And it stuck with me. And I realized that that that's been my story is I've done all three of those things. And my big why is really about connection. Mm-hmm. So it's why I've acted. It's why I've um, taught. I went into the healing prof- healing arts, um, created, 
served all of those reasons because I love people and because mm -hmm. I want to always stay connected to someone. And I, I feel like that's that's my purpose is as simple as it is that is it's really about connection, especially in a time where we all are so disconnected. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's so important. Yeah. And connection really at this time is that number one thing, knowing that we all are are one and part of this uh, a community. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's and it's been a it's been a hard time the last mm -hmm. two to three years and, and maybe even longer. And uh, I I feel like part of my big purpose in life mm -hmm. is to bridge the gap of disconnection. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's so exciting. Um, so your primary focus, as you talk about in your bio, is looking at emotional and somatic health from the lens of systemic inflammation. And we know inflammation is such a huge topic. It's kind of a buzzword. Mm -hmm. um, but I know when you get down to the nitty gritty, there's root causes of that. So what are um, what have you found to be the main causes of systemic inflammation? It's such a difficult question to answer because inflammation is all around us, whether you're eating the wrong foods or you're breathing the wrong air depends on your environment. Uh, but one thing we're not looking at enough are relationships in our mm -hmm. life, uh, the toxicity of of dysfunctionality in a family. Mm -hmm. I believe a root, a, a huge root cause and it's showing up in the literature is trauma, specifically developmental trauma. Oh yeah. And it's showing up. Actually, there was a study that I read last night that they, I, there was a study on two on twins and they separated the two twins. Um, that CRP is directly related to C-reactive protein is directly related to um, dysfunctionality early on. Wow. So at certain ages. So. And, and it can be early, early on. People can mm -hmm. be born into trauma. I, I mm -hmm. have clients who were sexually abused at six years old. Mm -hmm. I mean, right. it's it's when you start there, you are creating a cascade of inflammation because of fight and flight. You're already right. in that state. Mm hmm. So think about how an autoimmune disease starts. Mm -hmm. it, you don't wake up one day and say, oh, I have an autoimmune disease, right? right. You, it, it usually takes about 10 years. So think about it. You're carrying all this trauma. Mm -hmm. And then it's interesting, the clients that I have, I've done nutrition work on who I also do trauma work on. Mm -hmm. uh, they have multiple autoimmune right. connections. Like uh, uh, fibro is a big one. Fibromyalgia is a huge mm -hmm. one. So yeah. chronic fatigue syndrome, right? We always right. hear that. And it's, uh, and I go back and I, it's not always the question that you think it's not always about like, oh, what foods have you been eating? Or, you know what it's, tell me about your early traumas. And sometimes I will actually ask it that way rather than just, just like, oh, did you have trauma? Tell me about the early traumas or do you know about them? And then they'll tell me these incredible stories, even when they were in utero. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. So that's where I, I think we're missing a big piece of that. Certainly our medical doctors are not asking that question. Oh, and I, yeah, I totally, totally agree. Cause I, you know, I can trace back my own autoimmune um, through uh, early uh, in utero and early childhood trauma. <laughs> so listeners out there know that this is important to address um, so we can, we're talking about the main causes. So we are going to talk about um, 
really the root causes and we've kind of touched on a little bit um but what would you say some of them from the body mind spirit and soul perspective do you see with your clients well you can't really get to the soul until you i think deal with body first because mm -hmm. body affects mind and it affects mental um and emotional right so uh, for instance if you're always in a state of fight or flight mm -hmm. the digestive system has to take a back seat right 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 so so you know you've got blood being shunted out of them into the muscles and be like okay you got to move you got to deal with fight or flight mm -hmm. so you're constantly not getting your digestive system supported right. and not making enough maybe uh, hydrochloric acid so you're not digesting you're not absorbing you're losing mm -hmm. enzymatic activity mm -hmm. um that's where the disease begins right so now mm -hmm. all disease begins in the gut or at least a good portion of it does right mm -hmm. right so uh and i have lots of clients who with systemic trauma they have IBS. They've been told, oh, you have IBS because exactly. that's, they don't know what's a lot of doctors. I don't know what's wrong with you. So I'm going to throw that label on because it's comfortable. Isn't it? It's a, it is a blanket uh, kind of thing that, that, you know, I don't know what to do with you. I'm going to give you this. I'm going to just say that. And then mm -hmm. people don't know what to do with that. And then that could be SIBO. That could be any number of things. Right. But it's still, they're not getting their, their gut supported. So the right. first thing that I want to do even beyond just doing the mental health piece is I want to get their guts supported yeah. so that they have a little bit of help while they're learning how to manage and regulate mm -hmm. distress tolerance. Right, right. Because we do, we need that support um, and we do need that whole body, whole health um, uh, balance there as you're doing it. Right. Then you need that. You need that ground. Right. So, mm -hmm. you know, your root from that perspective, your root is your most physical, but it's the thing that's going to ground you. It's what that's what root is. It's grounding. Right. 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 Now, when people ask about the soul part of it, and I have these clients, too, who say, I'm so tired. I feel like I've lost purpose. I don't have mm -hmm. motivation. Well, sure. How can you get up here when this has been wonky mm -hmm. for so long? Right. So. I don't even focus on that part of it yet. Mm -hmm. I hear it and I say, yeah, I want to get you to that point. Let's mm -hmm. get you grounded and stable right. first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you can't connect into that soul piece until you have a good base and foundation. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. that's, you know, 99% of the time I'm starting on the root. I'm not worried about the other things yet because they don't, a trauma survivor doesn't have that right right because their roots been affected their survival instinct yeah. you know all and they're that. still in survival mode mm -hmm. so when you're still you're operating out of just trying to survive mm -hmm. that the rest of that stuff doesn't feel possible and that's the thing they, uh, the, the word that I've heard or the phrase I've heard quite a bit is nothing feels possible anymore. Well, of oh, course it wow. doesn't. Right. Of course it doesn't feel possible because mm -hmm. you're living in the survival space. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I want to be able to validate that and say it's going to be possible. Mm -hmm. It will be possible. Mm -hmm. Right now, let's focus on this. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, yeah, that's oh, that's lovely. Yeah. And really getting down to that root cause. Um peace mm -hmm. and supporting it from the bottom up instead of trying to fix stuff up um, at the top or put a band-aid on something it's that symptom management aren't we going through that in our medical system right now right right exactly 
All right. Yeah, this is great. Oh, good discussion. I'm loving this. So um, when working with a client who has anxiety or depression, do you see patterns? Um, although bio-individual, of course, we know everything is bio-individual, but that may be kind of a trend you're seeing and maybe how it relates to um, societal issues at this point. So patterns in anxiety and, and uh, depression. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Again, a lot of people are in survival mode when they're in that space. Um, Some of the patterns, of course, the negative patterns are addiction. I will see um, self-soothing behavior that is not necessarily functional. So it might be drinking. It could be eating. Um, Generally speaking, when someone is in either PTSD, complex PTSD, anxiety, depression, um, they're, they're dissociative. They're mm-hmm. disconnected from the body. Right. Right. So, and, and there's a catch 22 to that too. I want to disconnect from the body. So I'm going to drink, which will further disconnect me mm-hmm. or I'm going to eat, which will further disconnect me. And then before you know it, you're in this cycle. That's not mm-hmm. really conducive to healing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I do see clinically a lot of eating disorders, Mm. Uh, specifically binging. And when I say binging, and we've all done this where we've sat in front of the TV, mm-hmm. right? Cause that is a disconnect mm-hmm. at a bag of chips or something, popcorn, whatever. Mm-hmm. And we're just mindlessly eating. And then before you look, you look down and go, Oh, did I just eat a bag of chips? Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. 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 It's, it's, Everybody's done it. Everybody has done that. Mm-hmm. Um, but with somebody who has trauma, they do that a lot more. So right. they won't even know they're eating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because they've dissociated. Um, so, yeah, yeah. And so, really, the, it's kind of a protective mechanism in a way, isn't it? It is. It's part of the survival um, mm-hmm mechanism and and it's also uh, you'll see this with chronic obesity as well um mm. 90% of the women specifically who are mm. very very obese have dealt with sexual trauma wow. wow so it's it's that protective layer you won't come near me if if i if i'm this way right oh yeah 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 and um, on that topic you did you worked with a client on my 600 pound life can you tell us a little bit more about that experience? So I've actually done the show three times with three different clients. Oh, wow. That's yeah. Awesome. It's, it's, That's and, great. and I'm ongoing, you know, as they need me, uh-huh. um, there is a theme with mm-hmm. any kind of morbid obesity. I mean, nobody gets to seven, eight, nine, even a thousand pounds accidentally. That's, wow. that's yeah. just not where, what happens. Um, I remember asking the producers early on with my first client, Lisa, Mm-hmm. Are are they in therapy? And they say, yeah, we do have therapists on the show. Well, chances are they're not in long term therapy. Right, right. But but the, where I was driving at is there's a mental health piece to this. Mm-hmm. Now at that time I wasn't completely clear about what that was. Mm-hmm. But when I started asking all the clients, even off camera, because we weren't, I was doing the nutrition piece, but I would still talk to them before recording. Mm-hmm. And the question that came up was, you know, was there trauma? in your history. And mm-hmm. every single one of them had had major, major trauma in their early life. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, for a lot of men, it was abandonment. 
Um, I also noticed a lot of adopted, a lot of adoption. Oh. So that was interesting. So there was a sense of abandonment, but for women, there was a lot of sexual trauma. Mm, okay. Which again, makes sense as to why it's, it's protective. I'm not sure where the abandonment piece comes from. Again, if there's attachment disorders, mm -hmm. um, specifically what they call disorganized attachment, which is very violent abuse in, in early childhood where ch mm -hmm. children are, you know, I love you. I hate you. I love you. I hate you oh, message. They yes. don't know what to do with that. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of internalization. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Um, when you think of uh, a good example of, of that kind of disorganized attachment that, which led to DID, was the movie Sybil. If you remember oh, that movie, which yes. was multiple, uh, the, it's not called personality disorder anymore. No, it's not called multiple personalities. It's called DID, okay. um, dissociative identity. Yeah, dissociative identity disorder where people have these splits. And so mm. a part, and this is, this, there's something called parts work too, where we all have a part of ourselves that handles things. Mm. Whereas we have a parental part or nurturing, we have a protector, we have all that. But in DID, somebody might have, um, th those actual personalities step in because they're not okay. integrated. Right, right. So when you think about Sybil and about why that, why that happened, um, she needed somebody to step in mm -hmm. and protect her when she couldn't do the work herself. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's just, it's just amazing. Um, so that kind of leads me to my next question and kind of the theme of our show is why do you think we are eating our emotions? Oh, wow. Oh, it's a hard question. Um, <laughs> I think it goes back to the thing that I said earlier on about mm -hmm. not being connected. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think most of us are taught that emotions are bad. Mm -hmm. Feeling is bad. Um, men are taught, you know, being vulnerable. If you've listened to Brene Brown, being vulnerable is weak, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. um, which is absolutely as far from the truth as possible. But, you know, right. and, and if men are taught vulnerability is weak, women are taught that angry is wrong. Exactly. We're not allowed to express the um, spectrum of emotions. Yeah. On your side. Yeah. It, it's, and it's just heartbreaking because mm -hmm. it's, it's, I hope that's changing, especially when you're talking about older generations where, mm -hmm. you know, to be a, to be an effective woman, you've got to be polite and nice and not speak up. And if to mm -hmm. be an effective man, be a strong man, you can't show emotion, mm -hmm. you can't show vulnerability, you can't cry. Um, right. And so you have a lot of people walking around with suppressed pain. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, what better way than to eat or drink your emotions? Right. To numb out. I mean, that's what we're doing, right? You're numbing mm -hmm. out when you, we eat our emotions mm -hmm. or drink our emotions. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. And, you know, you do, you hear a lot when people are in recovery through AA, NA, all of those that it really is this dis-ease of connection, not having that connection is really a disease of uh, disconnection. So that makes a lot of sense. And it's probably the reason why I became an actor was because they had, I had a place to express those emotions through a character yeah. um, oh, because yeah. it didn't have to be me, but it's interesting because I, I've wanted to do some research on whether um, actors experience the same physical trauma that their characters do because oh. if they're method actors the body's not going to know the difference 
Right. Uh-huh. It's an interesting, and I've, I've had, you know, some interesting conversations that have come up with even well-known actors about this and, and about how, how on one end, it's very healthy because you get to express the side. Mm-hmm. On the other end, it's like, what kind of trauma is the character in? <laughs> right. Yeah. And you do, you, we've seen that, you know, in some actors who aren't able to pull themselves out of that character and it's taken them down. And that, like, I, I believe Daniel Day-Lewis is a good example of that. A brilliant actor, but at the same time, it's like, you need to be able to create barriers yeah. so that it's not, this is a character, it's not you, you don't have to live with this pain. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a responsibility of sort of training the body how to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, you talk about that you do work with act- actors um, and performers, and that's probably a piece that you do address. Um, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, as a counselor, I don't get to work with a lot here because you can't work with people that you know. Right. Um, yeah, that's true. Which, <laughs> which is frustrating. But it, what is interesting is I have actually investigated um, but they call, a, a new career choice, which is interesting in terms of consultancy called, um, um, oh, it's called IDI. What is it? Intimacy Directors. So you'll see this if you watch HBO, um, any any show that's requires uh, violence, sexuality, consent, anything. You've got these consultants on set because it's it's been a free for all for for many years where Mm -hmm. power and privilege, especially by men, can be really tricky when you're working on on, in a show or in a movie or in a play. So now you have consultants come in and basically they're the actus therapists on set. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I've seen, I've read articles on that. Uh, they were talking about that in Bridgerton and yeah. having, having them on there. So um, yeah, that's, it's just so interesting. No. And that's so important because people need to be able to feel safe in those situations and not like we've been talking about trauma, um, not connect with that trauma and take that trauma into the body and then uh, express it, um, through these addictions, whether it's, you know, alcohol, narcotics, drugs, or eating, you know, and really, you know, uh, flip somehow flip a switch. So yeah, knowing that they, knowing that you have protection, I think is one of, is a huge, huge piece there. So that's great. That's awesome. So how do you approach, how do you approach eating your emotions um, from the whole body, whole health perspective? Right. So um, the way that I look at that, especially as a counselor, is mm-hmm. I, I have to look at survival first. I have to look mm-hmm. at where they're at. Mm-hmm. Um and the window, what they call the window of tolerance. Yes, so uh-huh. we all live in this place that's right, like we're regulated. When you're in a good calm space, like we are right now, mm-hmm. you can think, you can talk, you can speak. Mm-hmm. When we go up, up, out, or down out of the window is when we're in, we're in distress. We can't mm. think. I mean, have you ever, have you ever been so angry that, you know, you're, you watch somebody explode. You can watch it or you can have it happen where you just explode. Mm-hmm. And you're basically your, um, your frontal cortex, your brain goes offline. Yes. Right? It shuts down. 
uh-huh. forget it. It's gone. Uh-huh. Which is why you you watch somebody who's abusive. They go from zero to a hundred, right? They mm. without any controls oh. because they go offline. Mm-hmm. So they've left their window of tolerance. So there's a hyper arousal and a hypo arousal. Uh-huh. Hyper arousal, um, you'll see it's usually more anxiety. So people get revved up, they might yell, they might scream, mm-hmm. their energy is up here. Hypo is more dissociative. Mm-hmm. So if you've ever had uh there's fight, flight, freeze, faint. So faint is more like uh playing dead. Oh. Um uh-huh. that sense of being in a brain fog of you're in shock. I don't know if you've ever had that happen where oh, you yeah. just kind of left your body. That's mm-hmm. hypo arousal. That's mm-hmm. the window of tolerance going down. Mm-hmm. And so when you're dealing with somebody who is, um, has had tremendous PTSD, specifically PTSD and mm-hmm. trauma, even like a vet or somebody like that, you're trying to keep them in that window of tolerance. Mm, okay. So, and okay. so there's just stress regulation exercises, things like breathing, four mm-hmm. square breathing, meditation. Um, when somebody goes de- what they call out the window down, what well, you might want to throw a cotton ball at them or have them breathe in some essential oils or something where mm-hmm. they're back in their body. You want to mm-hmm. get gripping the chair. You're sitting, I, I've watched people start to go out of their bodies, grip the chair right now, squeeze the chair. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're asking them to get back into your body because people who have uh, very high distress tolerance or intolerance rather um, will will leave their body. And another way to do that is to is drinking and, and food. Right. Right. Yeah. So you're seeing that. So really, you're trying to get them um, into that comfort zone area, a place of more of neutrality. Right. A place of getting being back in your body. Right, 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 right. Getting back into the body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for because, sure. Because, yeah, because like you talked about before, it's um, we go out of our body when we mindlessly eat, when we uh, drink. So and there's there's lots of ways we dissociate. We don't even know. You can be, have you ever driven somewhere and not even remember how you got there? Yes. So that's yeah. dissociation. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, it is a form right. of dissociation. And it like, freaks you out. <laughs> Well, yeah, you're like, hey, wait, wait, and then you can't really even remember that you went through a light. What, uh-huh. um, we've all done that. It's not a good thing to do, but we've all done it. That yes. is a form of dissociation. Daydreaming is a form of healthy dissociation. Right. Uh huh. Now, when you get caught in fantasy land where somebody really like spends all their time in a fantasy, mm-hmm. like they, that's not healthy. Just, you know, that's very unhealthy. Uh huh. Because you're not in your body. You're not in your body mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. So the question is, if you really struggle with that, you know, there are lots of different tactics and, and there's a specific therapy for that called dialectical behavioral therapy, DBT, mm-hmm. which basically helps to regulate that distress tolerance. Mm, interesting. That's so, yeah, it's so cool. So really um, for, for somebody to kind of pull, get back in their body you talk about you talk about mindfulness net techniques um, using essential oils, and you teach all those things. You give people a toolbox to work with, um, and at the base of the toolbox really is trying to help um, the digestive system, and uh, get, so that they can stay grounded. And then you add tools on top of that. Um, and so it's, that, it's biopsychosocial. So yeah, the okay. biology, the psychology and the, the social aspect of it all come together. 
that's the word that is kind of, it's the word that's used in counseling a lot, but it's basically, it's um, from the nutritional standpoint, it's individual biochemistry. Mm, kind mm-hmm. of to see the same thing. We're just saying different ways. Um, giving, getting people supported with their gut while they're doing all the trauma work mm-hmm. is really important. You might throw in some adrenal support or what have mm-hmm. you just to have them start feeling a little bit better, mm-hmm. but really you're not working that first. You're working at health because they haven't had any support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're there, you're there as, you know, to give them the recommendations, but you're also there as support as things come up and as yeah. they're building this beautiful, strong foundation um, for whole person health. So. That's right. That's right. It's very holistic. Um, mm-hmm. It's just one of the reasons why I really love working at this particular trauma clinic, uh, Transformational Healing Houston. It's mm-hmm. funny because I work for Transformation Enzymes. So the transformation piece seems to keep coming up for me. It does for um, you. It does. It's like, that's not an accident. That's something that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I appreciate the fact that the owner, supervisor uh, mm-hmm. that I work with, Chelsea, is very much about everything is full spectrum. She's very much pro functional medicine. She's very much pro emotional work. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, mental, it, it's all, all of it together You because you can't isolate it in a box. Right. Right. You have to work on all of those pieces. So the mind, yeah. the body, the spirit and the soul. All right. So, yeah. Oh, I love this. This has been such a great conversation. Um, how, can people get a hold of you if they would like to work with you um, from a from, from a functional nutrition perspective to even a counseling perspective? Well, the counseling perspective, I can do what I call food and spirit. So uh-huh. that yes. will, well, I'll be able to bring in some of the counseling. I cannot out of work with people out of state as a counselor because okay. I have to be right. licensed within the state. So if you're a Texas resident and you can be anywhere in Texas, we now do Zoom because that's good. Yes. So that's that we do a lot of remote work as practitioners now, as even counselors. Didn't used uh-huh. to be that way, but COVID has made that possible. Yeah. If you're in Texas, you can definitely get a hold of me. My email to contact me is Jennifer, T-R-A-N-S, Healing Houston at gmail.com. Jennifer trans healing Houston at gmail.com. That's correct. That's the the best way to contact me. And I, I can do, unless you're in New York, I can also do testing. Mm -hmm. So I can definitely do the testing um, part of it for anyone out of state, which is Mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. Um, The counseling part, I would shift to a food and spirit lens that will inevitably pull in some of these counseling techniques. I'm just not calling myself a counselor if you are out of state. Right. Yeah. And food. And if you don't know about um, food and spirit, um, it is a program through Dr. Deanna Minnick um, that um, practitioners from all over the spectrum are part of and um, I am also one, but uh, Jennifer is really living the food and spirit practitioner um, certification and using that. Um, and it's a wonderful, wonderful program um, to be a part of. So I, I've even used it nutritionally on, you know, on counseling clients and, uh-huh. and had to inform them like, yes, we're doing nutrition, but you can't 
when I ask you questions, I can't separate the counseling piece of it simply because it all goes together. And there have been incredible aha moments, even from the counseling perspective for mm-hmm. my clients. So yeah, we're working on the functional, but there, there's, you know, this from mm-hmm. just doing food and spirit lens, there's so yeah, much that yeah. you can pull in from energetics to emotions. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, hey, that is all from Wiz, uh, from the Integra podcast today. Thank you again, Jennifer, for being on with me. Thank you. The Integra podcast, where we talk about everything wisdom, wellness, and woo. Today's podcast is brought to you by Integra Holistic Wellness, home of the Integra Wellness Method. At Integra Holistic Wellness, we recognize that you are made up of four integral parts body, mind, spirit, and soul purpose. When you work with an Integra Holistic Wellness Mentor, you'll be guided how to integrate these four parts of your being through nutrition and movement, mindfulness and emotional release, connection to others and your higher self and your soul's true purpose. To find out more and connect with Heather, contact her at support at IntegraHolisticWellness.com. That's support at IntegraHolisticWellness.com. You can also catch her on Instagram and Facebook at Integra Holistic Wellness. That's I-N-T-E-G-R-A Holistic Wellness.